feel the master. I feel we the master. Y'all ready? ready? They ready? Well, come on. We come ready? On. Gentlemen, welcome back into the Charm City Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on Thursday, January 4th, discussing the Baltimore Ravens defeating the Miami Dolphins 56-19 to and one of the most lopsided wins for the Ravens on the season against a um, quality opponent that they may very well see in the playoffs as the Ravens have locked up first place in the AFC North and first place in the entire AFC. So the road to the Super Bowl will run through Baltimore, Maryland at M&T Bank Stadium. Now first, hope everyone had a wonderful New Year's celebration. I unfortunately did not, as I like to... Uh, open this episode by talking about why there has been such a delay and why I haven't been able to put out any of the preview episodes recently, and that is because um, I had a stint with COVID that I am pretty much about getting to 100% better, Um, but the last couple days was feeling better but didn't want to risk it with still having the soreness in my throat. So um, there has been a plethora of and an explosion of episodes being put out. This is why, as the uh, big week has been um, exactly that around the platforms and sports markets that I talk about. So moving forward, though, with the Ravens win, again, Against a quality opponent like Miami, but, you know, we know how Miami has played against better competition. I had a lot of confidence in the Ravens going into this game because of how well they've been playing recently. Wins against Jacksonville and especially against San Francisco on Christmas Day. And then a quick turnaround coming home and playing Miami. And Baltimore has handled it really well. I mean, I think this season goes to show how good of a job John Harbaugh and how good of a coach John Harbaugh is. He's had to deal with some injuries throughout, and his team has gotten better as we've moved forward. I mean, you know, you look around the NFL and there are teams that are, you know, kind of teetering and teams that aren't exactly playing up to snuff. Um, but the Ravens, you know, have done an an excellent job of that. And then leading up to that Miami game, there was some, not a ton of hype around the Ravens because we've noticed, if you've noticed this year, and it's like this every year, but specifically this year, there are weeks and specifically one week where the NFL media will hype up one team each week that they feel like is uh, the top team in the whole shebang, the whole NFL. And this past week, the Ravens found themselves 
um, at the top of conversations. But unlike other teams like the San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs, who have been uh, talked about um, as you know being the best team and all, oh, they're going to be the top team in, in their conference, the Ravens are the only one that did not falter. Now, when I say that, they um, still don't get enough recognition. I mean, this Ravens team, this defense, has not been, in my opinion, talked about enough. There have been times where they have blown some leads. I get that. That has happened. There's you know, no denying that. But overall, I don't think there has been any NFL defense this year, um, aside from the Ravens and San Francisco, that have played at such a high level, and I'll I'll give Steeler the Steelers their credit. They have played solid defense, but in terms of overall, and in terms of winning games, getting turnovers, you know, um, getting stops at times when you've needed them, um, blowing the crap out of the Dolphins, the Ravens have been that team. You know, making San Francisco. Turning it over against Brock Purdy, who everyone was talking about potentially being the MVP and just totally shutting that case up that Christmas Day. That is why I think the Ravens get so disrespected by the NFL media. And, um, you know, it's a real shame. But speaking about the game itself and moving forward to that, Lamar Jackson, as I just talked about, speaking of MVPs, it's either Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey, and there is no one else, in my opinion, that can that's name can be thrown in the hat. CMC has had an excellent season, but Lamar Jackson, and knowing the way that this award goes, it really belongs to him. Now, I think Dak Prescott's name will probably get thrown into the ring, um, potentially, even though I don't think he's been as consistent all year as Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson has had a mediocre game, he's had a great game the following and a great game after that. He's had, And then maybe he'll have a clunker in there. But this guy, and against better competition, he's only gotten better. He was 18 for 21 with five touchdowns, no picks. The only reason why I think he didn't have more passing attempts is because they were kicking the crap out of Miami. I mean, the game was virtually over at halftime. They're up 28-13. Then heading into the fourth, it's 35-13. So they're running the clock. Um, and they did so well with Gus Edwards, who had uh, 68 yards, a touchdown. He's filled in nicely the last two weeks for Keaton Mitchell, or has gotten the load um, that Keaton Mitchell would be getting, which... I'm still not over because that stinks. That still stinks. But regardless, moving forward, great job by him. Zay Flowers, who had three for 106 and a touchdown. You know, it's it's a real shame um, that he won't get enough um, talk for rookie offensive rookie of the year. He's had a tremendous season, Zay Flowers. But if there is an award for... You know, MVP, I think, of this team for the Ravens. Obviously, I think Lamar Jackson should get it. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Justin Matabike. But you can throw Zay Flowers in there. There's a lot of names. But you can throw Zay Flowers. The 
the way that he's able to keep things loose, there is such a difference with having Zay Flowers. He is a really tremendous guy. He's a great character. He's someone that I think the Ravens, um, you know, have really hit on as a draft pick. So far, so good. Rashad Bateman had a good game, 4 for 54 um, as well. Justice Hill, 5 for 64 and had that touchdown. Um, so a big, big game by the Ravens. And then the defense hunted all over what was once regarded as the best offense in the NFL, which was once regarded as the um, most explosive offense. The Ravens turned them into uh, a high school offense as they just completely smothered to a tag of Iloa. Um, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, this is just all, this is the leadership that Roquan Smith brings. You look back at, at that trade last year with the Chicago Bears, oh my God. It's a shame Roquan Smith probably won't, I think he won't get, any votes for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. It kind of stinks. I mean, he needs, you know, to beef up those sack numbers or, you know, lead the league in tackles by a wide margin um, and maybe get some interceptions thrown in there because he doesn't have a, you know, I don't think he has two on the season. He has that one. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. But Roquan Smith, I mean, is, in my opinion, for my money, the best linebacker in the game this season. I mean, you got to give Fred Warner a lot of respect, but Roquan Smith has made such a difference on this defense, and you can, and it shows. And I, I won't even, I would say it's close between the two, and me obviously being a little biased, I'd go with Roquan Smith. But I would say this, Roquan Smith has made such an, I don't think there is a defensive player that has gone from um, a team to another within the last year or, you know, has made such an impact on a team from last year to this year. I'll just say that because I don't want to seem like I'm nitpicking. But, you know, I think he has been such a force on that Ravens defense, and that's why. Um, But it was really, really exciting to see the Ravens, uh, and with just three sacks, too. It's not like they were, um, and they got good pressure on uh, Tua, but it's not like, you know, they put together eight sacks or anything like that. They just confused the crap out of them. Um, you know, so there was that as as well, uh, to say the least. Uh, speaking of Justice Hill, he also had a big kickoff return um, as well. Almost forgot to mention that. But yeah, just a tremendous game by the Ravens. Like I said, five passing touchdowns from Lamar. Tyler Huntley had one as well. Um, again, hats off to Todd Monken, John Harbaugh, T. Martin. They've really uh, gone into the lab this offseason, and they have done wonders with Lamar Jackson. Big game coming up this Saturday. We know what it is against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They come in 9-7. and seven. They still have a shot at the playoffs. Now, you know, I believe Lamar Jackson is going to rest. We're going to talk about that more tomorrow. I'll preview it, um, the game coming up. But I just, I, I can't give them a playoff. I can't give them a chance at it. I don't know. Call me crazy. And while I don't want to risk anything, I I can't I can't do it. I cannot give them, give the Steelers a shot at the playoffs. I can't do it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow. 
previewing that game, no Lamar Jackson, but we'll see. Um, as the Ravens have made a surprise signing within the last couple hours, we'll talk about that tomorrow as well as we gear up for the final week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last game until in three weeks where there will be a playoff game at home at the bank as the Ravens win their fifth um, AFC North crown as uh, the first since 2019. And how about this? Five out of the 11 appearances that John Harbaugh has had in the playoffs, only five they have been AFC North champions. Interesting. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.